0: hey everybody this is greg from campfire creatures a show that takes you on an exciting adventure into the mythical and unknown our stories cover bigfoot ghosts folklore and other worldly encounters so sit back relax or do whatever it is you're doing and enjoy the show chapter four reckoning and retribution the revelation of colonel hargreaves heinous deeds against Amrita. The soul that became the Churiel, tore through the village like a tempest. The villagers, who had once seen the Colonel as a symbol of order, now recognized him as the epitome of the cruelty and injustice that had befallen their community. Leela and I, along with a gathering of villagers, scoured the documents and accounts that uncovered the grim truth. It was clear as daylight. Hargreaves, abusing his power, Had inflicted unspeakable horrors on Amrita, leading to her tragic death and cursed transformation into the Churial. His actions were a microcosm of the larger brutality of the colonial regime, a reminder of the silent agonies endured by many under its rule. The village's collective grief quickly morphed into a fiery resolve for justice. The once subjugated people, galvanized by their newfound unity, were determined to confront the architect of their misery. A meticulous plan was devised, one that involved luring Hargreaves into the very heart of the forest, into the realm of the Churail. It was a plan fraught with peril and driven by a deep-seated desire for vengeance and closure. The appointed night arrived, laden with a palpable sense of anticipation and dread. Hargreaves, deceived into believing, he was being led to an important discovery related to the outpost, was escorted into the forest by a group of us, including myself and Leela. The journey through the dense woods was tense, each step bringing us closer to an inevitable confrontation. Reaching the clearing near the crematory, the air thickened with a foreboding chill, signaling the presence of the churril. Hargreaves, sensing the trap, tried to assert his authority, but his voice wavered, betraying his fear. The villagers, standing firm, accused him of his crimes, their voices united in a chorus of condemnation. You have wronged one of our beloved Colonel, I declared firmly. Your vile deeds have cursed this land, and tormented an innocent soul that deserved peace. Suddenly, a cruel smirk crawled up Hargreaves' face, as he was hit with a stream of recollections, his mind teeming with the dark spectres of his past. His gaze turned distant as he began recounting his vile encounters with Amrita. He had manipulated her trust, feigning concern and friendship while harbouring sinister intentions. He recounted in his mind the numerous instances of abuse devoid of any remorse, painting a horrifying picture of his unforgivable actions. The Colonel remembered the night he had raped her—mind, body, and soul. He had left Amrita for dead, her pleas for mercy fading into the cold, unforgiving night. As he snapped back into reality, the casual dismissal of his heinous deeds sent a wave of revulsion through the gathered crowd. Yet in his eyes and voice there was no hint of guilt or remorse only the chilling satisfaction of a predator recounting his grisly conquests. Hargreaves' denials were feeble against the overwhelming evidence of his atrocities. The temperature dropped further, and a dense mist began to form, swirling around us in ghostly tendrils. This was the sign of the Churail's imminent arrival. Then she appeared the Churail, the tortured spirit of Amrita. Her form was ethereal yet imposing, a haunting embodiment of sorrow and fury. The Churiel's eyes, hollow voids of pitch-black darkness, bore into ours with pain so raw, it was as if it could bleed. Her face, once radiant with beauty, was now a macabre mask of rotting flesh that clung to her skeletal features in sickening grayish patches. Her mouth, twisted into a perpetual scream of anguish, Was a gaping hole that seemed to swallow all light and hope. Her figure was draped in a tattered white seri, stained with telltale signs of her violent end, the fabric clinging to her emaciated form as if terrified to let go. Her hands, hands that had once caressed life and love, were now gnarled, skeletal claws that reached out, yearning for justice that had been so cruelly denied. And then there were her feet, inverted, pointing backwards a grotesque symbol of her existence between the realms of the living and the dead. She floated above the ground, her presence a chilling manifestation of tormented souls seeking retribution. The churril, the very embodiment of vindictiveness and eternal suffering, stood before us, her terrifying countenance a grim testament to the horrors inflicted upon her. The Churial locked her gaze onto Hargreaves. The sight of her struck a chord of terror in the Colonel's heart. The Churiel advanced towards Hargreaves slowly, her movements deliberate and spectral. As she drew closer, the air around us seemed to crackle with an electric charge, the atmosphere heavy with the weight of her anguish and wrath. Hargreaves, frozen in place, could only stare in horror as the Churiel reached out towards him. Her hands, translucent and shimmering, touched his chest. His veins, normally hidden beneath the pallor of his skin, began to darken ominously. Like tendrils of black ink spreading through a pool of clear water, they turned pitch black and became startlingly visible, etching an intricate, frightening pattern across his chest. The blackness flowed through each vein, a macabre indicator of the blood within him boiling, superheated by the churril's touch. His veins bulged grotesquely under his skin, throbbing and pulsating, as though something sinister was fighting to break free. Every beat of his heart sent a rush of searing pain through his body, pushing him to the brink of consciousness. The pain was unbearable, a torment beyond comprehension, as if his life essence was being burned out of him. His screams filled the forest, A haunting symphony to the gruesome spectacle unfolding before us, a chilling demonstration of the Churel's retributive justice. The screams were not just of physical pain, but of a man confronting the dark abyss of his own misdeeds. It was as if the Churel was not merely extracting his life, but also forcing him to relive the pain and terror he had inflicted upon Amrita. Hargreaves' body began to wither, his flesh seemingly aging decades in mere seconds. His skin puckered, his eyes sunk into their sockets, and his hair turned a ghostly white. It was a gruesome spectacle, his life-force visibly draining away under her touch. The villagers, witnessing this act of supernatural retribution, stood in a mixture of horror and vindication. The night air was filled with the chilling sounds of Hargreaves' demise, a symphony of his tortured screams and the mournful wail of the Churl. Finally, with a last, shuddering gasp, Hargreaves fell to the ground, his body lifeless and withered, a husk of the man he once was. The churro's form began to fade, her quest for vengeance fulfilled. As she disappeared, the oppressive atmosphere lifted, replaced by a profound stillness. In that moment of eerie calm, It was clear that Amrita's spirit had found the peace that had eluded her for so long. With Hargreaves' end, the curse that had plagued the land was broken, releasing the churril from her earthly bonds. The aftermath of that night marked a new dawn for the village. Leela and I, bound by our shared experiences and a mutual vision for a better future, decided to unite our lives in marriage. Our wedding was more than a union of two souls. It was a symbol of the village's rebirth from the ashes of its tormented past. Yet, we were acutely aware that our struggle was not over. The death of Colonel Hargreaves would undoubtedly draw attention from the British authorities. We braced ourselves for the repercussions, our determination only strengthened by the spirit of resistance that now burned fiercely in the hearts of the villagers. Together, Leela and I began to forge a network of resistance, leveraging my connections and knowledge to gather support against the oppressive regime. The village, once a symbol of subjugation, transformed into a beacon of defiance, its story inspiring others to stand against tyranny. As Leela and I stood beneath the banyan tree, now an emblem of our journey and the village's transformation, We realized that while some shadows had been lifted, the path to true freedom was long and arduous. We were committed to walking it together, united in our cause and strengthened by the enduring spirit of our people. Our story, which had begun with a haunting and a quest for understanding, had evolved into a saga of justice and revolution. Thanks for listening to Campfire Creatures. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support and grow our channel, please subscribe and leave a rating and review to stay up to date with campfire creatures and get more content, check out campfirecreatures.com. And remember, keep the fire lit.